Welcome to the Wealthy Retailer Podcast. My name is Dan Holman, and if you're joining us today, it's because you're in and around the world of retail. My guest today, we're going to take a sort of a little detour around independent retail, and I've invited Doug Webster from Staples here in St. Albert, Alberta, to join us uh, for our chat today. Doug, welcome. Uh, Dan, it is such a <laughs> pleasure to be here. I, you know, I've seen your podcast. I'm just uh, thrilled to get to be a part of it. You're you're an amazing guy, Dan. It's oh, so gee, good to thanks, be here. Thanks. You know, I really I, I invited you here, Doug, and um, not because um, not not solely from a retail perspective, but because of your perspective. So before we kind of dive into your belief system and your philosophies, you know, and the success that you have as a community member, you know, in retail here in St. Albert, I'd like you to share you know, how you got to this place that you are today. Give us, give us the Doug Webster story. Well, uh, if, if I think back to my time, especially in St. Albert, uh, which has been just about 18 years now, um, it, it's funny, Dan, when retail first started out, or I first got into it, you know, 30 something years ago, it was build it high and watch it fly, right? <laughs> That's what we did. We just, we bought the stuff and then we put a right price on it, and customers come in and go, yeah, buy that, and out the door they go. But as time went on, I started sort of understanding a little bit, and I got, maybe it's from being in the same location for as long as I have, is I started thinking, you know, what impact do I have on the community? What can I do more? Because it, the buying and selling gets a little boring after a little while. Right. And you start making friends, and you start building relationships, and you start meeting people. And you know, you think of my connection going back to Rotary. Actually, I've only been a Rotarian for about five years, but it goes back 15 years when I first met Dr. Sam. He was actually my first customer at Staples. Yeah. And he's the guy who was going from the beginning, got to join Rotary, got to join Rotary. And I'm like, what the heck's Rotary? You know, Lions Club? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so finally, fast forward 15 years, and my whole focus on people development, business development, I started realizing that there's a real niche to talk to our, our people in our community. And I'd been a chamber member forever, and, but I hadn't really got involved. And then going back and thinking about it, you know, what can I do? How do I get involved? And what is that gonna mean to me in my life? And, and it actually added this new spark to the way I think about retail and the way that I think about p business development is really about connecting with people. Right. So, and that's sort of the whole story with me is once I started connecting with people, life got a lot more fun. You sure. know? And I got to make a lot of new friends and, and, and it opened my eyes to a lot more things that were happening around me. It wasn't just my little uh, world of staples of buying and selling office supplies. So it's, it's changed right. dramatically. And, and so, I mean, I know that you come from a corporation, staples as a, as a large entity, right. but do you see yourself, you know, as a corporate store or do you see yourself rather as, I mean, when, when you hear staples, is it synonymous with independent community retailing? Right. Right. Well, it, you know, it's it's nice to have that recognizable name. You know, Staples is known worldwide. Sure. You know, everybody knows what Staples or Bureau Grow is. But when my customers look at the store and they say, well, I have a problem with my product. I'm not going to take it to Staples. I'm going to go see Saqib or I'm going to go see Jeff or I'm going to go see Doug. It's that personal connection that they have. Right. So I think we've developed something that transcends that big corporate model right. to the experience that you're going to have when you're into the building. And that's probably the biggest difference. And when you get right. to that point, you take it that far, it's, it's, it's not about the big business anymore. Right. It's about I'm dealing with you. You're the most important person in the world to me right now. And how can I make this work for you and right. work for me at the same time. Right, okay, so let's just chat a minute. I know you have, um, you know, retail as a rule, sort of rule of thumb, you know, about a 58% turnover. And, you know, are you in that place that you're hiring, I, I, when I say transient staff, I don't mean that 
from a derogatory perspective, but you're hiring people that are in transition in a lot of cases. Is that true? Well, in our store, it's a little, a little more unique like Good. that. I have very little turnover, one of the lowest turnovers yep. in, in Canada, and, and I would beg to think, I'd like to think I'm probably top 10 mm. in the country um, on turnover. And there's a couple things that go into that, Dan. We don't hire off the street very often. So right. when you think of that person coming in, filling out their application, um, whether they're a university graduate or they're a high school student, I, I don't hire that way very often. But how I do hire is from a referral. Right. So many of my associates that I have at any given time in the store, probably 90% of them are referred either through a business connection, right. through a community connection, be it Rotary, be the food bank, be uh, Chamber of Commerce, whatever it is. Um, and then one of the most successful ones is the associate referral. Yes. So I have associates that say, you know, I got a good friend, they're gonna be a good fit for here. And then they take a, a personal accountability for that as if to say, well, I brought you in. Right. I'm gonna take you home. <laughs> and so very rarely do I do, unless it's a specific person that I right. have to have, a high, highly technical position, sometimes a manager, we have to go outside, we like to promote from within. But very rarely do I have to do it. And so, you yeah. know, you think I used to have 90 staff in my store in the heyday. Wow. I now run my building on 31 staff, and the, including the managers. Wow. Right? And so technology's made a big difference, not sure. the shopping patterns, the internet, a million different, you know, uh, disruptors that come at us that force that to happen. However, we've maintained associates. I have got 10, 15, 20-year employees in my store, wow. which is very rare in retail. Like, it you is. do not find that very it is. often. It is. And that is, I think, one of the things that I am you know, in most, most inspired by, you know, when I go into your store, I've been here for 12 years, I think 12 years, going on 12 years or 13 years in St. Albert. Um, and there are faces in your store that have always been in your store. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, people that you check out with that have always been there. I mean, I recognize them for years. And, you know, as I said, retail, as a rule, has this really high turnover rate. And so you're attributing, you know, your lack of a high turnover rate or your better performance at your hiring practice. And so how do you go, you know, you could easily be an advocate for the independent retailer and say, look, here's the five things you're not doing that you need to be doing. Right. You know, let's just talk about hiring. And so, yes, you're hiring referrals. Right. But are you in fact hiring from that, when that person walks in the door, are you hiring based on their skill and experience or on their values? Yeah, yeah let me be clear. Not every yeah. referral is a good referral. Uh, agreed. Okay. Yep. So we're, we're, we look for attitude. Okay. So yes. attitude is everything. There's a million cliches around that. But if I go and I, I meet somebody and I get sort of that wow, you know, Dan, when they walk in and you got a presence and you just go, oh my God, you know, I right. like this person. I don't care if they know anything. I can work with this right. because you've got the right attitude that I'm looking for. And that would be some of the simplest things of what are your, like with the younger kids, I always ask, what's your goals? If you're not post-secondary bound, I'm, I'm not hiring you. I'm right. sorry. If you don't have goals and you want to be more in your life than uh, punching uh, numbers in at a chill or filling stock, I don't want that. Right. I want someone that wants to do something, something that gets enthusiastic, something that brings value to their lives and right. to, to us because they think on a different plane. And when it comes to somebody even with experience, I want someone who thinks about customers, right? right? And so I'm always looking for that connection. Can you talk to a customer? Can you talk to, if you can't talk to me, how are you gonna talk to you a customer? Talk to a customer, right? Yeah. But I can also recognize, and you can recognize that enthusiasm in a young person where you can develop it. We hire a lot of our associates uh, in grade, uh, we, we start at 16 in most cases, so the grade will in grade 12. If I can get them to, to be a productive member of our team, 
I got them all through university because I'm very flexible with the university schedule. For sure. I make sure they have the time off for even while well, in the high schools, it's the diplomas, the university, it's their exams. I make sure we work around their availability, right? So we right. make sure that they're going to be successful. And and if when you do that, and you give that thought to the chill to the kids and to any associate that you're willing to help them get what they want in life. Right. They'll give you everything that you want. You know, it's the old Zig Ziglar. You can have anything in life you, you want if you just help <laughs> enough other people get what they right. want. Right. And and getting them to think in those terms. I think the other thing that, that we do that maybe a lot of other retailers don't, retailers don't do is we think about where that's going to get you and what skills you're going to learn. When I hire somebody, I, I, t I tell them what you're going to learn. You're going to learn people skills. You're going to learn communication. You're going to learn uh, teamwork. But you're not going to learn to do what you're going to do in university. Right. This, these skills will help you because you'll always be selling. Right. You'll always be communicating. And if I can help you get better at that, then my job's done. Right. Then it's pretty exciting, right? Yes. Like you gave them something, they gave them life skills. Right, life right? skills. Life skills. Right. Right. So it's more than just a job. And you're passing those life skills on, not just to that student that you're hiring or the university student, but but you have, I mean, I don't want to say adults, but you have career people in yep. your business. Absolutely. In your yeah. store today. Absolutely. And, and, you know, are you applying constant professional development beliefs or philosophies? Yeah, I, 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 be I believe so, because there's the people that just want to be where they are. Right, um, you know Maureen. You speak some. You see Maureen every time you walk into my store. She's right. been with me for 16 years now. She is just getting better at honing her customer service skills, and she takes great pride. Right. In it. Now, there's also also the sales metrics because that's a big part of our retail. You know, when she's exceptional at sales metrics, you know the chest comes out. Everybody's really happy. <laughs> you know, she's she's doing the chicken walk. She's so happy. You know. Those are things that you can give them that make them feel good at the end of the day. Go home, I right. sold six ECPs today. You know, I helped uh, X amount of customers. You know, and we do a thing called shift starters. So we track what everybody does during the course of the day. They get better at that. Because right. sometimes when you do the same thing over and over again, you become stagnant right. and you get bored. If you can add some enthusiasm and have some fun with it, absolutely. You know, and that's what you give yeah. them. Then there's other people that, I have several people that came to me as English as a second language from Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. And seeing their English develop. I have some other ones, a uh, brother and sister from uh, Pakistan. And to see their English develop, oh my God. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I always make the joke, Dan, about the one gal I hired her and, and, and she fooled me. Because I thought her English was okay. Second day on the job, I'm like, I don't think she speaks English. <laughs> and and Safi is, is so near and dear to my heart. Seven years with me. Yeah. Her English is immaculate. Uh, she just got married, just had a baby. And you know what? To see, she's like one of these success stories. You see, you know what? I took a chance, right? right. And she always says that, Doug, you, you took a chance on me and I appreciate it so much. I'm like, you realize you gave me seven years of great employment, right? right. You know, and you're coming back after you have the baby, right? <laughs> And, and, but I have that, like, and I have that coming from them where there's that appreciation. So when you think back to what I get out of it, I'm constantly getting stuff out of this too. Right. Right? This isn't a one-way street by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Right? Right. I get so much of their, from their success, it makes, makes me feel good. It does fill your so bucket. I've been doing yeah. it so long. <laughs> okay, you touched on something that I think is important, that we, in, you know, in independent retail, we make a lot of decisions based on what we believe to be true rather than truth. Right. You know, we don't use analytics the way we should. Okay. You talked about an ECP, you know, you talk about shift starters, you're really using some level of analytics right. to steer, you know, the business and the success of the people that are in your business. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dan, you don't know, you have to understand where you've been to really Right. Get an idea where you're going. Right. So analytics give you is a rear view mirror. Right. Right. Sometimes they can predict the future. Not always. Not always. Because, you know, there's rain, there's snow. Yes. There's there's economic change that happens. There's st staff not being there, staff being there. So many things come into play. I think the analytics when I when I look at them for my stuff is I have to I have to understand 
that we're trying to grow with those. If we recognize that conversion or you know, who comes right. through the door and whether or not they buy or not yep. makes a difference, right? But if I add a new service, say in our case FedEx, where they come in and they pick up, they don't buy nothing. They're just picking it up. Right. But that counts against the conversion. So I have sure. to measure these things back and forth. What happened last year? We know what's happening this year, what was going on in the community. There's a million different things. At the end of the day, the analytics are so important. However, if you've got if you have a differentiator, be it customer service, right. uh, the products that you sell, and always you know being relevant and finding new things to bring yes. to your customers, those are the things that matter. Right. Those are the things that'll build because you, you learn from the you set goals, but you still have to have new stuff. You have to have that new cheese coming constantly. If you don't yes. have that in retail, you're you're not gonna, you're you're not gonna go very long. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you touched on something that is so critical for us. You know, we've spent so long. You know, producer Rob and I had a chat on about traffic you know, and conversion on Saturday. And, you know, counting your traffic is one of the key indicators of sales performance. And you said, but people are coming in to pick up FedEx. And the pushback I get from retailers is, well, the mailman comes in, the FedEx guy, the UPS guy, the DHL guy. And I always shoot back instantly with, but aren't they your customer? You know, when she comes in to pick up her FedEx package, the way that she feels, the service that she receives, brings her back to your store when she has a need. Yeah, it's what we call plus one. Plus one. Plus one. So right. we're, we're looking for the opportunity. If I have you in the building, I got a chance to convert you. Right. Right? You know? Yes. You know, we're going to have the we're going we're to have that conversation. I'm going to make you feel special. Right. right. So even if you were just picking up your picking up your online order. But I think when you measure these things, Dan, and it's important to remember, yes, you can try and convert that person. But did that happen last year? Right. Right. So you always have to think, OK, what was different? Right. What's, what's the change part of it? But if they're coming, the whole purpose of you putting FedEx in your building is to draw traffic. It's to drive traffic. Yeah, yeah. So, so negative conversion and getting more traffic sometimes isn't such a bad thing because right. it tells you that the new service is working. That it's working. Yeah, because you're, you're making right. money there somewhere. Yes. Right? You know, it, in every example, it costs us money to drive traffic. Correct. Right? Yeah. Nothing that we do is free to drive traffic. I mean, even when we think about word of mouth, we think, oh, that doesn't cost us anything. Well, it does. It's, the, it's all of that training that we push, that we, all the development with our team, with our associates, that costs money and that word of mouth is the same. I mean, customer acquisition costs, you know, are the same yep. all the time. And so, yes, you know, things change from year over year. I'm never someone that uses, you know, LY comps. I don't believe in LY comps. I believe in plan comparison. Yeah. You know, where did I, what was my intention? Right. And how do I measure up to my intention? Right. Yes, the rear view mirror has something to do with where we are. I agree with that. Yeah. But I think that, you know, you're setting a plan for the future. Hey, if I bring FedEx in, I might add 30 opportunities a week. Right. You know, yeah. does that help me or yeah. hurt me? Yeah. Well it, well, it helps you. It helps. You know, yeah, absolutely. If, you, if you're getting the product, someone in the store, right. anything that brings footsteps into the building right. is going is right. an opportunity. Because it's what they see with you. Oh, God, I have been in Staples for years. Wow, look at this new stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. They see the nesting tables. They see the stuff as soon as they walk in. It's what Right. It's, you know, we don't have junk in the entrance. The, the windows are clean. The customer, the, they get said, they get greeted, for God's sake. Right. You know? <laughs> hey, here's a novel idea. Say hello to the customer. Say hi to your customer, customer when they walk in. I don't know. It's yeah. brilliant, you know? It, but but that, that's the thing, isn't it? And I don't think we capitalize on that enough. Right. Because everybody's always looking at why my conversion down, right? Why is my right. service plan the sales down? They're not looking, okay, what can I do right. to improve that conversion, right? You have to think it on the other side of the fence. I mean, that's funny. We, we had a great conversation with Margot from the Project Retail and said, 
you know, you really have to be introspective. You have to ask yourself why. Yeah. You know, why is my conversion down? And more importantly, why is it down? What can I do to improve it? Right. You know, how do I peel back the layers of the onion to find out really why is it down? Well, if you're not greeting customers, right. step one, maybe yeah. they're not comfortable yet in yeah. your store. Yeah. You know, isn't that the way that we get them comfortable? Yeah. And if they just have the feeling, I just want to get in and get out of here. Right. right. That's the worst thing, right? How many retail, big big box retailers, you walk in and go, God, I just want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just I hope they open but up another But that's because they're so impersonal. Yeah. You know, that's the right. biggest mistake, oh my gosh, I hope not a lot of my big retailers are listening. The biggest mistake retail has made is put self-checkouts in. Yeah. Biggest mistake. I do yeah. not believe in self-checkouts. Right. I think that it takes that last opportunity to impress her, right. to impress him, yeah. to say to them from a place of, of being genuine, thank you for coming in today. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because people argue that all the time. Why do you shop online? Well, because I don't want to deal with associate. I want to find exactly what I want, and then I want to have it delivered. Right. Right? But what do they do beforehand? In my case, they come in and they do, uh, they want to buy a chair. Who wants to buy a chair online without <laughs> sitting in it? So they come in and they test drive it in my store, right. and then they go home, click, click, click. Right. And that's what happens when, a when an associate does not engage them. Right. A customer, uh, one of my guys engaged them, They'll show them a variety of chairs. They'll give them an alternative. They'll right. take them over to our kiosk. They'll order it online for them. So, you know, we win, win, win. Right. And plus, we've made the, the impact on the customer. For sure. Right? For sure. And so that's, that's, a, that's a variable. Because, you know, while the headwinds of online shopping is a totally different conversation, Dave. Well, I think but, that it is. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in a tactile environment, you talk about office chairs, there's nothing more tactile than, you know, what you park your ass in for eight or 10 or 12 yeah, hours yeah, a day, yeah. you know, I'm probably not buying it online. Um, and if I do, I probably have some level of regret at some point. Yeah. You know, there's a better chance that you're gonna regret that purchase than really enjoy that purchase. Y yeah, absolutely. Right, I, without I doing the work that, you know, right. we talk about coming and test drive that chair, yeah, but, right. but but in there lies opportunity too. I believe there does. So you bought your chair, Darren, you know, these chairs that we're sitting in, you bought it, you sat down and went, man, this is not comfortable. <laughs> and so you phone up .ca and you say, okay, what do I do with this chair? And they say, well, take it to the local Staples. So you come down and you think, oh, well, I'll go see Doug. <laughs> you don't say, I'm gonna go see Staples. I'm gonna go see Doug, because right? Doug's the man. He's right. going to go and take care of me. Right. So you come in and there's the opportunity right there. So I got the chance, one, to fix the problem, make you feel good, right. that, you know, and, and re-establish re your faith in Staples, because maybe it's a little bit lost, because you didn't get what you thought it was. Right. Maybe it wasn't advertised, but as it should have been. I got a chance to fix that. Right. I got a chance to close a sale, and I got a chance to be a customer for life. Right. Right. Just by doing those things. So, and it's it's understanding those opportunities when they're staring you right in the that face. That's one of the challenges with our retailers today, our independent retailers today. You know, they got to be online. They got to be doing e-commerce. They got to right. be because they believe they're missing sales right. without being there. Yeah. When in fact. You know, you can be online if that's what you need to do, great. But if, if you're not bringing that customer into the store, you know, you're not holding on to the most sacred thing, and that's the relationship. And, and what's, what's the purpose of the online? Right. Is, is, it, is it an advertisement? Is it a vehicle to drive traffic to your store? Or right. is it a vehicle to sell your product? Right. Right. In, in, in most cases, it's got to be a combination of, of both. I believe that. You know, and so if you can get them to drive, right, and the first thing out of my, if someone phones me is, come on down and see me. Right. If I can get you to right. come on down and see me, you know, I put the fish in the bucket. Right. There's, you know? there's a, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that that's got to be, you know, that has to be our leading, you know, presentation to customers. Drop in and see me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, 
drop in and see, I mean, remember how you felt the last time you got that undivided attention from yeah. someone in a retail environment. You, you don't get that, Dan. Right. You know, you know, I was out shopping on the weekend and I didn't get it. Right? right, I didn't get it at anywhere I went, even a restaurant that we went to. I didn't really even get that much from the week. Oh, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, what does that say? We're, we're gonna spend my money there next time, but it's that personality, right? Because you become the face of your business, yeah. right? And 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 I, I love hearing that. I love when a customer calls me and said, "I talked to Rolex, sorry, I talked to Jeff, or I talked to Billy, or I talked right. to Sal." That's that's a connection you made a connect. I, what I we mean, call connect share partner, right? right? That's our sale, sales uh, mantra. Is yeah. you know we want to talk to you. We'll connect, we'll, we'll create a relationship, and then we'll partner in the purchase to make right. sure you get what you need. And I, yeah, I think I've walked into your store, had had an opportunity to see you out of your store and say, hey, I just gotta tell you, I was in the store on Monday night or Saturday, and wow, yeah. you know, what, a, I mean, I needed, I don't remember what the last thing I went and bought, something for my phone. Neither do I, Dan. And he was. <laughs> That's good. Be, yeah, you get in and buy something. It's more but it spend was, the happier you know, you'll here, be. Here's three things that you, here's three choices. You know, this is price point, this is quality, this is, you know, premium. I mean, yeah. it, it, that ability to walk me through making sure I was buying the right thing for yeah. me is why I go in the store. Yeah. Well, if you do that, you don't get the buyer's remorse. Right. There's nothing worse than someone who comes in and they point at something, say, I want that, and you go, okay, wait, what are you gonna use it for? No, no, I just want that. I don't wanna be sold to I just want that. <laughs> Guess who's sold. coming back in two days to say, right. that's not what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, and you can't say to them, you know, hey, uh, when you let me talk, <laughs> have a conversation. I'm not through the sales pitch yet. I'm only on step one, I got things to do here. Right. Doug's watching, man. <laughs> but I, 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 th I think when you get that experience you know someone walks in and they go you know what man i was wowed you know yeah. i want to come back here I'm, go, back. I'm not going to forget you right right and then it's then it is it's it's sakib's place yeah or it's jimmy's place or whatever it's not about the brand you i'll know. tell you that i go back to more restaurants that i had a subpar meal yeah. and a superior experience yeah i mean over and over and over again experience wins yeah you can give me a steak that's you know maybe it's overcooked or you know, it wasn't the cut I should have chose, whatever it is. But if the service is on point, right. I'm coming back. You know, Dan, it's funny you say that because I spent 10 years in hospitality and right. I was with Canadian Pacific and, and I managed the dining room that spins around on the top of the Calgary Tower. And they used to make the joke, I, I, was, I was so uh, refined that I used to spit with class. <laughs> and, uh, and the one thing I got to know about people is that you can be friendly and you can uh, be familiar and uh, not be too familiar. You can, you, if you gauge your people and you gauge your customer right, right. you can have, they can have the time of their life and all you gotta do is find that connection piece. Right. right. If they're from an out of town and you've been to that town, talk about that town, right? If, right. if, if they have a life experience, I had one that was traveling and uh, learning scuba diving, she'd been down to South America and I've hitchhiked across Canada several times when I was a really young, not very bright man. Right. <laughs> And that's what she did. We, we had the same coffee. Oh my God, we probably passed trails on Trans Canada yeah. in 1978. <laughs> Are you gonna be memorable? Is she gonna remember that? Right. Right. When she phoned, she said, hey, this is Doug, right? Doug, the guy who hitchhiked across Canada. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's me. Oh my God, I can't believe I got a hold yeah. of you. you know, and, and, and those are connections. And, and that's being memorable. Right. And servers can be memorable. Food can be memorable. Sure. Knock your socks off, yes. right? But if the service isn't there, you're dead in the water. Right. You know, don't, I, don't, don't, don't think you're the best person to sell if you're not, learn how to sell. Right, learn. Right. And learn. is it a skill? Is it a learned skill? Well, there's an art okay. and there's a skill. Right. Yes, you can teach someone the fundamentals of sales, right? right? To understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Right. You can teach someone to get better at their interpersonal skills as far as talking to people. 
but but it, there's an art when you get really good. It's like anything. If you get better and better at something, you practice enough, you right. become very good at. Right. You know, Jimmy Page wasn't a great guitarist the first day he picked up a guitar. Right. You know what I mean? It's not that way. But he was right. passionate about it, and he it's, played it every day. And he learned it. He right. learned it, and he practiced it, and he got better and better and better. And at the end of the day, he's become right. a master of uh, what he does. And that speaks to. I mean, that's maybe a good example. That speaks to the core of who he was, yeah. or or who someone is. You know, and I believe in hiring people based on their values, on their belief yeah. system, on yeah. their guiding principles. And if you have the right guiding principles, yeah. you can be very successful in sales right. because you're now marrying, you know, your your belief system right. to a selling system, right. to the steps in the process. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's uh, the pink book uh, to sell is human, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I, I think. When when it doesn't become selling anymore, it just becomes you're, right. you're just having a conversation. It's conversation. Yeah, and 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 it results in sales. That's the magic of it. Right. And you know you're selling. Well, and I'll don't tell make you, the, don't make the customer feel they're being sold to. Right. Right. Tell you, you're solving a problem. We believe know? that sales is a consequence. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a it's a consequence from a natural progression of positive encounters yeah, yeah. in a conversation. Yeah. Sales just happens. Yeah. People say to me all the time, "Well, how do you close sales?" I don't really know. I mean, yeah. there's five tried and true closing yeah. techniques, but yeah. That's not how I do it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know, sales has never been, closing sales has never been, oh, you gotta do this. It's, yeah, it's just yeah. happens. You don't, you don't pull up a book when you, uh, near the end of the sale and go, okay, so is this gonna be a top-down close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, is this gonna be a consultative <laughs> sales close? Like, oh, what am I gonna do here? You can't right. do that. The sales and the speed of the sale goes with the conversation to the customer. Right. And I think, I think that is when the art comes in. Right. Is that you're, you're there, the, the customer didn't walk in the door with their wallet open going, I have a problem. You know, solve my problem for no reason, <laughs> right? They want to be right. sold. To, they they want to buy something. They buy Your something. job is to meet yeah. the customer's needs and provide yeah. the solution. And we, I think at your store specifically, you know, people walk in that store predetermined to buy. And if anybody leaves with an empty bag, it's on us. That's right. That's right. It's yeah, on us yeah. because your store is not easy yeah. to get into. Yeah. Like no, a lot of places, it's not. I mean, I got to go around here or up here or over here. You're not helping me, Dan. <laughs> but but the experience is yeah. why they come when that's they right. get there. It is all about, it's a destination store. Yeah. I, got, I got up yeah. in the morning, I put my hair together, I put my shirt on, well, I don't know about my hair, but I put my shirt on and I went to Staples. I was predetermined to buy, yeah. and if I leave there yeah. without a bag, it's on you. Yeah. yeah, if we couldn't find what they need, you know? And, right. And it's funny when we look at that is, because associates, I have them say to me every once in a while, well, we don't have that. I said, well, okay, we have 8,000 items in the building. We had a quarter million of them online. We got a kiosk right <laughs> over there. Are your legs broken for right. God's sake? Do you want me to pick you up and carry you over to the kiosk? Do you want me to key it in for you? What do you got to do? And if you can't find that, the other one I use, I pull up my own phone and I go, I Google it. Because if I don't have it and I can find it for you, what have I done? Right. Again, you may have to buy it from one of those other, you know, online whatever retailers. Whatever. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Anyway, uh, if I can find it for you. Right. And I can find you it for a good price. Am I your hero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You've strengthened the relationship. Yeah. And, and when you need something next time, who are you going to call? Yeah, for right. sure. And I think that's, sure. that's, that's that's the key to it. Is, is rec Again, it goes back to recognizing opportunities. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to talk for a second about, um, you know, community and how I feel, how you feel. I think you and I are a bit alike in this and how we feel about supporting our community and, and what that means when someone comes in and shops in our store and how it affords us to support the community, you right. know, that we're in. You know, you've got a great initiative that you've started 
Um, I'm, I hope this is your initiative. I am so enamored by this skirt, uh, uh, Tools for Schools. Yep. It's called Tools for Schools? Tools for Schools. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so this actually goes back to uh, the first year I was with, was with uh, Staples. Uh, I was at a store in the south side of Edmonton, this Rathcona, and uh, I got approached by a principal um, for, from a downtown inner city school. And they said, well, you know, we're, we're uh, having trouble raising school supplies and stuff, and there's different programs out there. Is there anything you can do? And again, it was just one of these conversations that came out of nowhere, and I said, you know, I think I might be able to help. And so I got this idea that we get parents uh, to come in and we put up some bins and they would put supplies in it. Well, little I know, uh, a five-ton truck full later, over a course of three weeks, uh, we went down and we did it at the, uh, we did the presentation at an inner city school that's no longer there anymore. And anyway, so we went, okay, uh, this is amazing. You know, the mayor was there and fo folks from Ben Caffro Society were there. And uh, it, it was just an amazing thing because that was really my first dabble into this. Then there's the school, Tools for Schools was happening and in the background and it was in different groups and stuff like that. Anyway, so Staples was trying to become a partner in it and it took a few years of wrangling between myself and another general manager and we ended up getting involved in it. And that's where a connection with the United Way came in. Right. So then, you know, as time went on, what happens now is we supply the school supplies that go out, get distributed through the United Way program. And what it does is it gets every kid that needs a backpack, a backpack. Right. Right. So we basically sell these school supplies. They're actually in advance. We purchase them for the United Way at cost. We house them and then we send them over to the United Way. The United Way then connects with all the different schools and stuff and gets the product to the school right. that needs it. And those need it. And they supply, you know, Susan over at the food bank, uh, many different groups. What this is, 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 is that I found, and you know, I, I've talked about this in my own personal experiences, you know, I, I'm seven, second youngest of seven kids. You know, I grew up in post-World War II uh, home and, and things were tight, man. I always make the joke is, and my brothers and sisters would love this here, is we used to fight for the last piece of toast. And the other one would say, well, that's if there was any bread. Um, and, and I was the recipient of programs like that as a child. Right. You know, they, you know I, I, I was lucky enough to have somebody uh, out there that gave a little bit of extra and did something to help families like myself. And uh, so when I got in, in, excited about this, I went, man, this is, this is real. This is something I can see. Like, we'll go down there as all the general managers in the district, and we go, we go build bags. And I, I was just in a meeting, actually, with the United Way last week about this, and we talked about need. And I think about the need of where it goes. And it's funny, because as business goes down, the amount of money to spend on charitable donations goes down with it. Right. But what also goes up at the same time is the need. Need. So you have to be more creative. You have to find more creative ways to get people to give a little more, or more people to just to give a little less, and then balance the scales. Because the right. never the, the need never shrinks. Right. And so when I look at it, I, it's almost like a, it's a challenge. We got to find a way to make this work. Uh, and I'm big on stores if they if they're not contributing to get get behind them and help right. them do something that we can do to get it going. And I, I really think the more you give back to the kids, and it, it you don't know who that child is sometimes, right? right? You know. Just because, you know, we have a nice shirt doesn't mean everything's groovy at home and right. we've got the money to spend on stuff. Just because we've got a nice, outside of the building looks good. There might not be any furniture now. Right. Uh, you know, the, there's the, the need is unrecognizable sometimes. But the appreciation for giving never ends. Never. You know, because one day you'll be 55 years old and you go, hey, man, you know, I sure, I wonder who, who that was. Well, how come I'm successful? Why have things worked out for me? Is it because someone cared a little bit more, right? And I think we all have a duty, Dan, to, to give something back. Mm. You know, whether it's through Schools for Tools, uh, whether it's through the different programs that we work with, Rotary. Mm -hmm. And there's the, the need never ends, and I and I I just feel passionate about that, and getting staff excited about that, and encourage them to get our customers to to give and help with right. with these things makes a big difference. And so I use my voice 
to do that. And yeah. I'm lucky that, you know, I, you know, there's a few folks out there in, in our community that just, man, they just amaze me that they go above and beyond. You know, right. buddy next door here, he just, he's, he's a big player and he helps me out every year and, yeah. and I can always count on him. And it goes a long way. And you know how many kids, that helps. Like, it's, it's unbelievable for a kid to get in the classroom and have the pens and pencils that everybody else has. And, and I do a little bit of a cheat thing sometimes as I bring, I make the bags look exactly like the ones I sell in my school tools program. Uh, so nobody's wiser, right. right? So we just, we sort of up the ante a little bit, make sure. it a little bit better. Because that's how I want to feel. Like when I went right. to school, I wanted to feel like I was with everybody else. And, yeah. and for me to give, help give that back makes a big difference. But really, it's, it goes back to the staff. The staff, if the staff don't do it, because I'm not the guy at the till. I'm the guy asking for the money all the time. I'm yeah. maybe on a bigger scale, but that's that $5, 10 $20 things that are coming in constantly. That's my staff doing it. Yeah. And when they do that, man, it makes all the difference in the world. You're a great leader, Doug. You are an inspiration. I, I very much appreciate you spending a few minutes with me today. Um, I, you know, you do a lot for our community, and I, and I know you're not doing it, you know, for any level of recognition. I understand the why uh, and very, very much appreciate it. Well, Dan, it's been a pleasure thank to be here, man. So Thanks much. for having thank me. You. Um, thank you for joining us today on The Wealthy Retailer. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast. There are a ton more great stories just like Doug's. Uh, and when you have a second, head over to thewealthyretailer.com, join our newsletter list, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, there's a ton of great retail content for you there. Have a great day.